Hey everybody, welcome back to Side Scrolls, episode 19. I'm your host, Robert Schlofke, and joining me this wonderful week is Heidi Soto. Hey, almost 20. <laughs> and, and Andre De Silva. hey -o. So it's short and sweet there, Andre. Just, just keeping it going. I know, I felt I'm, like I was just man. saying, yeah, I felt like mine was short, so that's why I added that little... Yeah. Well, well, not all of us are Christian. We can't always pull out a movie quoter. I feel pressured to do something. And uh, yeah, Christian's out this week. He will be sorely missed. Um, but he should be back next week. But uh, thank you all for sh showing up again today. Uh, it's been it's been about a week and a half since our last recording. Uh, and, and actually, it's I'll tell you what. Like the, since. Since E3, it seems like the month after that, there's very little, like, news or, like, big things. They kind of get it out of the way and just there's a recoup period right after that. Oh, yeah. But, but how are you guys doing? How, you, how have you been? Well, let's start with Andre. Uh, what have you been up to, Andre? I've been, uh, you know, living life, uh, trying to survive, playing uh, – what am I playing? Um, played Pills of Eternity, and now I'm playing uh, – Apparently, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um, <laughs> Apparently, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely get into we'll that get the games that. we're playing. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, how about you, Heidi? Anything you've been up to? Oh yeah, a lot. Uh, I did have a great weekend, and then came back. Still marathon training, and my marathon is actually just uh, less than a month away. So nice. Can't wait for that to finally be over. <laughs> well, aren't you supposed to do a marathon because you're like, you know, you're excited to? to you I think that's how like it you. starts at first. And then uh, as you really train, you're like, this is really hard. <laughs> every every long run which, that I do, I feel which, it. Which, uh, which marathon is it? It's right outside of Seattle. So it's like in North Bend, Washington. It's called the Jack and Jill. You know, there is this option where you don't go. I know. I know. I'm just, okay. No, it's just, a, it's most. been a while. It's been, you know, I just, it was because my friend is doing it and he had been six minutes away last year from qualifying for Boston. So he really wants to do it. I think he has a good chance this year and he wanted to have somebody join him. So that's why I'm doing nice. it. Wow, you're a super yeah. friend. That's awesome. Supportive. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it computes in Andre's brain to have to run unless you, you know, have to do it for a job or get paid oh, for. Yeah, I, I will literally car. be sent to jail if I don't go running. That's my motivation. So, yeah, yeah, it's not for everybody. That is for sure, and especially doing this. I mean, not everyone does a marathon, and there's a good reason why. But uh, good on you. I definitely. I, I get I get anxiety just trying to like watch somebody try to run. <laughs> like I start getting the sweats as it is. Like especially uh, Miami, where it's like nineties. I have to be done by seven because it's just too hot by then. So I have I'm out there early. It's been I'm it's been this percent. entire week here and we're in Kentucky. It's been hot, that hot too. It's been like ninety like one ninety two. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's no fun, especially when when you have a car that you drive and has no AC. Oh, That's like especially yeah. rough. Is that happening? For me, yes. Oh. <laughs> Part of my job. That's what I use. Oh, and, uh, that's right. Oh my god, that's right. But uh, but it's 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 been it's been a pretty whirl. I'll tell you what, it's been a really whirlwind week for me. Uh, I kind of talked to you guys off air about it, but like I just found out I'm gonna have to go in for some like major like tooth surgery. Like if anybody had seen any of our pictures on side scrolls, they kind of see that I had like a surgery on my face a little while ago, and I have to kind of go back in for some like reconstructive surgery. So I'm doing that on the 16th, and I'm not looking forward to that at all. But hopefully, it won't be as bad as last time. Yeah. 
Yeah, have him put like a stew jaw, like you know the eighties. What is he like that bad the guy or the He Man? No, was it like Lockjaw? Who was the uh, the red guy? The Bond villain. The Bond villain. Um, oh yeah. Oh Lockjaw. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, so Lockjaw, I'll, I'll be coming out with uh, one of those. There you go. I'm so. Um, yeah, it's like, and then, uh, you can be a character on Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between that and, uh, like, I, I also mentioned, like, today I just had a deep cleaning of my teeth. And so, like, my whole mouth is sore just because they have to get underneath your... Um, underneath your gums and they just like it feels like they're drilling in there it's like a yeah. miner's work Ugh. like uh, and so anytime i like bite down it's just like the whole thing like just feels like it's uh like sore everywhere and i feel like the taste of iron and everything so but that's not gonna stop me from talking to you wonderful people yeah uh, you're still yeah. gonna game <laughs> yeah yeah and i've definitely done a lot of gaming too uh since E3, you know, I, I had mentioned that the big announcement was like ex- they had like Xbox Games Pass go to uh, PC, and I've been like exploring that library for the last like two weeks too. So I'm definitely going to talk quite a bit about that too. And on the rare occasion, me and Andre are actually playing uh, the same game too, because I'm also playing the Pathfinder. Uh, what? Which I, <laughs> which I knew I what? was playing the Pathfinder game. So we'll have a lot to talk about in that too. Uh, but let's like kind of dive in right into the news first. So, like I said, it's been kind of like a lighter, lighter week and a half or so since the since E3. I know it's been a little bit after that, but so I had just kind of put about three stories I'd like to really get into. Uh, one, and we'll do like a quick one, which I just think is more interesting than anything. Like up up until. About two days ago, they had announced that PlayStation Plus, the free games for it, were going to be Konami's Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Uh, you know, everybody's favorite franchise. So and, uh, and And Horizon Chase Turbo, which is a game I've never heard of, which is always a good sign. Because I typically like to, you know, keep my finger on the pulse of what games are coming <laughs> out. But it's a, it's a retro-inspired arcade-style racer from, uh, you know, developer Aquarius Game Studios. Which I don't think any of those words in that so, sentence so, like have any flags for me to enjoy. So what's the problem? I mean, these are two both great games. <laughs> yeah, but what, what? So apparently the inter- internet agreed with me. More like what WTF? What about these games? So in in a uh, about face that PlayStation and Sony released uh, changed. The Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 to uh, Detroit Become Human, like at the last like eleventh hour. Yeah, it's like a so, completely different game. But but it's good because I mean I'm, it's more of a game that I'm excited to play too. So I never played Detroit Become Human, which is a if you ever played a, a Quantic Dream game, which is called uh, Hard Heavy Rain. Heavy rain, yeah, heavy yeah. rain, or like if you liked Until Dawn as well, which is not from that studio, but it's it's kind of like an uh, adventure cinematic cinematic uh, choose your own adventure type game. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to describe it. But Don't they call it not... like interactive interactive yeah. storytelling or interactive? Yeah, yeah. that would make sense. It, yeah, it's typically not a game that like you know there's a lot of, like Twitch based like you're not like platforming or anything. It's, you're going around trying to. Almost like an old school adventure game where you take control of a character and you're in a room and you have to f- use context clues to figure out like puzzles in the story. But uh, <clears throat> I'm interested in Detroit Become Human because basically the story is about like a futuristic uh, Detroit where you play as three separate androids that are, I guess the world is kind of on a cusp of do androids have rights and do they have any on uh, autonomy? I believe is the right word I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Keep going. It's a very sci- sorry. It's a very sci-fi type cyberpunk theme, I think. Uh, and it's it's almost about like them trying to become like uh, like I said, uh, independent. Uh, and so, it, but it's an interesting story that I, I like. Again, I like more story-driven games, and the other two games are not. So this is. It's, it's one I've been excited to try for a while. I actually finally get a chance to do it without having to buy it. What so. is that Will Smith movie that uh, he fights the robots and stuff? Like, uh, I, robot. Oh, uh, yeah. is that I, Robot? I, Robot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of what that story reminds me of. That sort yeah. of you know dilemma. I think of Terminator. But if you if you definitely like those types of games, or if you like that that theme seems really interesting to you, uh, it, it's not a game that you have to. I mean, you could actually probably play with somebody that doesn't typically play games because it's more like you go through, you take your time, and then you you talk to people. It's almost like a movie that you just interact with. I think so. It's it's a lot less uh, skill based in that way. Which that's all that they do for the most part, right? Quantic dreams. Yes. That's basically like what was the other one? Beyond. Two souls or something. Yeah, and so uh, and and sorry, what I didn't mention was this is like Detroit Become Humans, uh, uh, deluxe edition, which also includes Heavy Rain, which Heavy Rain I really liked. It was this like kind of like noir, uh, who done it like yeah, uh, crime thriller. Yeah, were you tracking down like a serial killer? Yeah, was it a serial killer or was like I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was expecting more. I was kind of. Excited at first and then disappointed <laughs> with the way it ended. I was like, okay, not well. It, it depends on did you did you find out who the killer was? Yeah, I beat the game, and I was just like, well, oh, <laughs> oh really? Well, because the interesting thing about these games is like characters can die based on your choices, but the game continues. So like there could be like sixteen different endings. It just depends on which one you get and if you find like the right one. It's kind of like the appeal. Of these, okay, got it. Where, oh, okay. where it's also like, it's also similar like the game I talked about before, like nine 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 or like zero time dilemma, where you can go back to oh, different right. chapters. Okay. But where it, in those games it was like part of the game itself. This is just if you want to go back to a different spot in the story. But okay. uh, so I, I guess really maybe liked the ending. I got. I was just like not happy with. That's true. Uh, but like I said, I really liked Heavy Rain, so and I liked Until Dawn. I think, honestly, I think Until Dawn was like a way better one of these games. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, and so <clears throat> if you have a chance, though, you know, it's free right now if you have PlayStation Plus, so I highly recommend checking one of those out. Uh, and it's like, so that's basically three free games to check out. Well, we would like free. <clears throat> But like the main story I really wanted to get in to talk about a little bit today is uh, so during E3 there was like this uh, there's this very famous Twitch streamer he has like over like three million followers. Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Disrespect. And uh, so what had happened was he it was his first time in E3 and he went into like four sorry he went into the bathrooms to film whatever he was gonna film live and because of that. <clears throat> uh, he got banned from Twitch, but it wasn't just that. Like, and so when I, when I read this, I got really pissed off because I found out not not only did he do that, but at times there was a child. It what appears to be a child in at least one of the the bathrooms that he was filming in. What a douchebag! Yeah, like this angered me. Just when I found out about that, like first off, like. California has its own privacy laws where it's, uh, you know, you're not allowed to film for obvious reasons uh, without people's consent in certain places. One very obviously being the bathroom. But uh, because of this, he got suspended for four weeks from Twitch. Like, and there's so far there's been no talk about like California or, you know, pressing charges, which I honestly think they should because... As a, as a parent, like, when I had just heard about there being a child in there that he, he filmed in the bathroom, like, I would have flipped my shit over this, like, if I was in there, you know, if it was my son. Like, I really had to, like, walk back from, like, yelling. It just, this made me angry. Like, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Obviously, I can course. tell from your discontent, but yeah, like, what do you think? Do you think this punishment was enough of just having him suspended for four weeks and... And his E3 badge was re- revoked as well. Oh, thank goodness that that happened. I was wondering if they kicked him out and he wasn't going to be allowed back in E3. So that's mm-hmm. good. I think that, uh, I mean, I'm not a parent. I can only imagine coming at it from a parent's perspective. But how, why would you think that it's okay to do that in the first place? There's, mm-hmm. There are never any cameras in bathrooms in this in fitting rooms for a reason you obviously i mean the guy is old enough to know that you need to have permission to do something like that and even then it's in the bathroom 
That's not yeah. okay. It was just a cheap attempt at like some sort of stunt. And I mean, honestly, it's exactly what he wants. Like he, all this publicity, all this attention, and I'm sure you dropped out on me, Andre. Uh, yeah, I think you you cut out. Can you hear me now? I can yeah, hear yeah. you now. Uh, okay, sorry. So yeah, I just don't think that 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 punishment is by any means, you know, sufficient because basically he gets exactly what he wants. He gets publicity. He gets. Everybody talking about him and just more viewers for his channel at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where the system is going to proliferate, you know, the that kind of behavior. Yeah, and well, his and- brand can't go on. Like, after this, I think that this whole Dr. Disrespect and what his non-apology about, you know, on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect, don't come at it from it, that angle. You're a human being. Come at it from you as a person. You know, apologize and be genuine about it. The way that he does it, like on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, I apologize. No, no, no. You made this decision. It's like putting in a little bit of a cloak or some like layer to, you know, kind of like excuse some of the actions. And that's not okay. I think that that even made it worse. And I think that he's, I'm hoping that at least there are a lot of people who are just not going to want to support this guy anymore. No, his viewers yeah. are all like you know, like younger kids, and I guess some older people that have is like a guilty pleasure sort of sort of thing. There's there's enough you know shitbags out there to keep him employed and make money for a long time. I, well, so so that comes to another point in this thing. First off, yeah, since he got got banned, his numbers have gone up as far as subscribers and all that. So he's right now at a record number of subscribers because of this thing that had happened to him because like you said he gets he gets publicity and people are going to follow him more now and remember i said he was he was initially suspended for four weeks well twitch has reduced that now to two and he's already back his channel is back up online and so i think it also brings into the discussion of like i think twitch has like Twitch didn't make the right stance in this form because, like, unless there was, like, legal backlash, which I really wish, like, California, like, had done. And even if it's not, like, you know, maybe he doesn't need to go to jail, but I think he should have had, like, some kind of heavy fine or something to really, like, set a precedent for him or anybody else that wants to do something this stupid to deter them from that. Because I don't really think he's learned anything from this Except he's just going to get in the long run if he just does a half-ass apology afterwards, and uh, he's just going to get the numbers back again, and he's just going to be stronger than ever. Like in Twitch, because he makes so much money for Twitch, like Twitch is just going to let it slide. And I just, I really feel like, especially again, like I mean, imagine like it's you don't even have to put a child in here, but if if. Heidi, you were in the bathroom, I was in the bathroom, or anybody was in the bathroom, and somebody just came out of nowhere and started filming, like, that that's an invasion of privacy. Nobody wants that. Like, I'm going to get angry. I'm sure anybody would, like... Yeah, there's a release form that you have to have yeah. signed for things like that. I mean, if you have been doing this long enough, as he has, and obviously he should know better... He should know that this it wasn't okay. He, I think he went in knowing that it wasn't okay, and he still chose to do it anyway. He made a choice. Yeah, and why is what, that? Why is that a crime? Like, why was he not arrested for this either? Like, you know, if right. I went into a public restaurant or sorry restroom taking pictures of people with my phone, I'm sure somebody could arrest me for something. And he actually broadcasted it live on the internet four fucking times. It's just yeah, sounds to exactly. me like he should have been arrested. So. Yeah, there and there's no way that you can go back from that. It's live streamed. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, even if, whatever, I, I, I'm I'll play devil's advocate advocate here. Even if he was giving him the benefit of the doubt, he did not really like mean anything by it. It's the fact that you're doing that, and like then other people that would take advantage of that footage for whatever reason uh, in somewhere else in some kind of like dark recess of uh, Reddit somewhere. Uh, you've put that content out there that, you know, the content itself is just culpable of it. Like whether you intended it to be bad, like, listen, officer, I swear I didn't, you know, you, you hear that before. I, I didn't mean to hit her. It's just that, you know, she kind of like <laughs> upset me. It's her she fault. Like, she asked for it. <laughs> 
like that that kind of thing and I oh just, yeah they asked it's it. a, they're the ones here and, in e3 enjoying it using the bathroom they're asking yeah for it and and as as somebody i think that has always wanted wanted the gaming community to be put in a better light when you see things like this these are the things that people tend to use as uh like weapons or see like these people are like degenerates and stuff and i get it he's his name like we said his name's dr disrespect it's not doctor you know respect or anything or be nice to everybody oh, else and just God. you know play what you want but right it sucks i'm you know i'm not a fan of his and i just i feel that he as somebody especially that has a lot of younger fans he really should have done a better job and i think that California has a right and they should on behalf of you know their people their citizens to pursue this even if it's not like listen, I'm not asking for the guy to get like 10 years or anything like that but there really needs to be some kind of like financial uh, yeah financial uh, compensation from this I think so too I mean it's just uh, I don't know if this this kind of action, it just goes along the lines of the same, you know, thing with that Logan kid that he did with, and he oh. went to the, um, the forest. The forest, yeah. Specifically in Japan, and had a dead body on there, and that, did that for thrills. Like this is all the same kind of thing, like doing it for thrills, and it's just even if you're disrespecting other people's privacy, other people's space, it's just. Uh, I think there has to be a lot more done to prevent this from happening. And you're right. I believe that the state of California needs to do a little bit more. Yeah. And from what I understand, there's, there's probably going to be some more development from this guy, uh, as far as in the news. Uh, but if you want to check out anything there, Kotaku has a really good article, uh, kind of going through the whole thing. And actually there's, there's more with Dr. Disrespect and Kotaku who seem to be at a war right now because of the reporting, but uh, somebody needs to, you know, hold them accountable. And, you know, it seems like Twitch is definitely not doing that. They're like, listen, this is our bankroll. Like, we can't, he can't be gone for too long. But, like, it, it would be curious, like, on, on Twitch's end, like, to see if somebody else that didn't do this type of thing, like, or did this type of thing but they were say only like had like a hundred people as their subscribers or something would they get off so freely because now like you have to have that precedent like is this are these the rules that are acceptable on twitch like just like a hand slap for going into a bathroom and possibly you know exposing like a child or something like it's just twit i think twitch is definitely in the wrong with this like relaxing any of their um any of their uh, rules or yeah anything like that but I mean that's all I have to say about that uh, what about you guys any final thoughts you want you want to go on nope. before we just head into something no I mean I'm just kind of <clears throat> glad that there it's kind of divided the twitch community I think that there are people who feel like we do about it so it's good that there's enough mm. people out there who are expressing people their souls out there yeah <laughs> yeah oh they're, they're still out there it's good to know <laughs> mm. But that's it. All right. And uh, so, again, we like to, we've highlighted many, many bad, like, developers and talking about the whole crunch uh, debacle that's been going on in the industry for years. But what we uh, try to do here is also highlight good changes in the whole, uh, in developing communities. So, kind of, Andre brought this one to my attention just real quick how the Cuphead developers, which is like a, a small group of, I think, about four or five people. Uh, but they are their DLC for the uh, Cuphead, which they were planning on releasing. I think uh, late nineteen, twenty nineteen. They are going to push that back until you know when it's ready, without having to destroy their their uh, their developers and everybody making that game and having to avoid like big you know crunches for mental health and everything. So I definitely wanted to give them like an an applause or tip of the hat for that. Um, because you know, it just—it's nice awesome. to be, yeah. be able to do that. I hope other companies also realize that it'll be very—I'd um, say likely if they would like. It's many company, any game, like if the Outer Worlds was delayed from October to like 
January and they came out and say, hey, you know, we're trying to make it like a healthy, healthier working environment for our developers. I'd be like, cool, man. I'll, I'll see you in January or whatever. You know, um, I, I kind of think that companies are stuck in the past a little bit. And maybe maybe I'm being a little uh, naive, too, because it more realistically just tied to Wall Street, like demands. You know, when you tell Wall Street you're going to make money at a certain date, you need to make like that income needs to come in by that certain date. Um, but I'm glad that they were able to work that out. And yeah, I hope that, you know, it's an example to other companies out there, you know, um, consumers are not gonna, you know, they're not going to care if you delay your game so you can make your devs, you know, not, you know, human slaves or whatever. Yeah. And cause like I said, <laughs> yeah. I said it once and I'll say it before, there are enough games coming out or to play out there right now i can wait for like you know a game like it doesn't matter like i if i had to wait another year and a half for uh, anthem but it was like a phenomenal game well that's something i would be more than happy to do and i uh, and I'd, i mean i think it's done right like if you wait a bit and you take your time mm. with it it's going to be done much better and it's going to be i mean if i know that it's going to have you know, like a more time spent on it with people with healthy minds and, you know, good mental state, then I know that it's going to be a better, better game in the end. I just think that it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't realize so, yeah, that the lead developers had remortgaged their homes to finance this game, by the way. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, because it was like, uh, it's, it was. I think it's two brothers and their wives that have done this. I love so, that. Uh, this, wow. Yeah, they were all like. I think like the wives were like art majors. That's awesome. So that's. So I mean, I mean, I really loved Cuphead. Like I, I played it. I have it on like, on Steam, and it's. It was a beautiful, fun game that I really super hard, but it was really good. And uh, yeah, I, I'm actually I have looking to play forward it. to the. Uh, the last course is on switch now mm. i hear it's not as good on switch but really uh, okay yeah just the frame they might have some frame rate issues but you know you, if you don't have a pc or an xbox then uh you kind of have to play on switch they say it's not bad but you know it's definitely takes a bit of a hit mm, so. got it but hey if you get okay it says get 15 percent discount right now mm. uh, i'll give yeah. it a shot but it, uh, also if you have a tesla like you could just uh, download it on there because like the first line is going to come out on there. Oh, Tesla? Sorry. The arcade. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They ju- I just got an email about like going to the Tesla uh, and just playing arcade. It was like an event, mm. which it's in the Teslas that they're going to include this whole arcade thing. And you could play wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Cup- We're talking about the, the one cars, of Tesla. Yeah. Yes. There is a video game in the car. Yeah, so th- this happened a while. They have like an, yeah, and one of the first uh, one of the games that's going to come out is Cuphead, but it's only going to be like the there's three islands in Cuphead, but you'll only be able to play the first one on, in a Tesla. But you'll be able to play it in a Tesla. <laughs> so, okay, so you're actually supposed to play the game in the console of the car, like in the car. No, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a it's console, in the car. but it's like yeah. I mean, like the like car console. It's in the. It's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's in the LCD screen that's right that comes with it, like in the controls yeah, and everything know, in the console uh, is in there. Yeah, that you know, play it. Right next, right next to the radio station, like the radio knobs. There's like a, a little button for you. Oh there's God. no knob, by the way. <laughs> no. I'm like, have you been inside a Tesla? No, <laughs> that's so dumb. Be facetious, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I just got an email about it. Like, I could just go. It was like, RSVP your spot so that you could just have, like, a an hour of arcade in the Tesla. I was like, okay. So I looked into it, and I saw that it was just going to be introducing that I I just think feature. it's funny because you, like, in order to play the games, the Tesla cannot be running. Yeah. Like, so I was like, why? I would <laughs> want to be in a hot car just playing. I know, it's a bit silly, but. I don't know. Maybe you'd find a use for it in some. I don't know. It could be could be useful. <laughs> very con- you sound like me, Heidi, on on that, on that like well, on that statement right there. Tesla. You know that that's like something I'm I'm striving for by the end of the year, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, I didn't know so, you were yeah. that soon. Yep. But hey, well then you you, you can you can be our official Tesla games reviewer. Sure. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This is what happens when you start playing know. racing games in the Tesla. Like it just, it's just a little bit. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, there is like a Tesla racing game that just came out where you you use like the controller is the wheel to drive and the brake pads. I was like, just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. I mean, like that's actually kind of cool. Oh, I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks that is? Because I think it is. We're doomed. <laughs> if we last the next year, I'd be, I'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. I, I will. I almost decided to go check out what this arcade was about. So, I'll let you know. Yeah, please. Dude. <laughs> so, so Andre can grump all over it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a hard, harder sell than the Nintendo Switch. I think. Yeah. yeah I, it, the ball is it's on Nintendo's core. I'm just waiting for them to release the new models, and I'll buy one. Well, yes. Yeah. No, I I get it. But hey, listen. If you, how how was it? A Tesla, the most expensive gaming console in the world. Well, so. it has a lot of other great things about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the reason why I want one. That's just a little <laughs> add-on. Just an add-on. Fair enough. But speaking of that, like games you can play in a car, let's talk about the games we're playing now. Uh, Heidi, tell me about your saga in these two games. Uh, let's start with Secret of Mana. <laughs> like, I finally beat it. I finally beat Secret of Mana, the PlayStation 4 version. Finally. I know. It took me a while. I realized as I was going through it, like it, goes, it gets progressively harder. And I, did, I had forgotten about how I needed to definitely level up for the last um, stages. And since there was so few saving points when you get to the mana fortress and stuff like that i was like oh gotta gotta conserve my inventory of walnuts so i can (laughs) (laughs) what about your chocolate bars did you have your did you have enough chocolate bars it was it was the cup of wishes and the walnuts that i kept on running out of because i was just you know just using up, especially a couple wishes. I don't know why, but Prim kept dying to these weird Griffin Claw uh, things, and I just oh, used I them all. You can only carry five of each item, so that was one thing I had struggled with. But I finally beat it, and I'm happy about it. I had forgotten how the ending was, um, and I realized I was like. Back then, did I really like the ending? I couldn't have liked it because I don't. I don't really care for it now. It was a little. Mm-hmm. Um, it fell short of my expectations, and I think it was just the gameplay. It really is all for the gameplay. Uh, that Secret Manum is such a good game. Well, I, and I think that's one thing of like about nostalgia too. You have to be careful because going back to something you think is great sometimes doesn't turn out so well. Uh, yeah, and I kind I almost did with this, and this is like ranked in that episode when we we're talking about our favorite RPGs. This is ranked as my number one game. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> I would reassess that. the same way. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, oh, I probably would make after playing this. I'm like, maybe Chrono Trigger would be moving up a spot or Final Fantasy VI. And then I thought, well, if I go back to that, am I going to also feel the same? You know, like, am I going to yeah. find out that what what made me so into this in the first place? You know, like, uh, uh, listen, I know. like, I, I'll tell you right now, Final Fantasy VI is always going to be a great game. Like, that's one that I like, I know will always be good. All right. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. And I and I liked listening but, to the music and stuff. That was a lot of the, the soundtrack was a big part of my experience so yeah but no like no big like last minute changes that made you like really love this version of the game or anything just no no, no. this is like um i would i guess i would rather have just played the original as it was the 2d version huh. no voiceovers just uh keep it keep it real oh, that's cool well like you said like uh last month uh, they had released uh, the trilogy right. of uh, Secret Mana games that you can get now, which are the original like 16-bit versions. Yes. So uh, yeah, 
if anybody's so if anybody listens and wants to try those out uh heidi recommends those as opposed to yeah. uh, this one i still kind of want to burst your bubble like i don't know yeah i mean you could give it a shot and see if it's something that you i mean the some of the um character design is really nice and the animation it's it's fine it gives you a little bit more as far as uh the look of the characters and stuff like that like it gives more dimension to them i get it i mm. i'm but i still prefer the original but yeah if you're interested in seeing what it's like um and you're maybe like a new game a newer gamer or a younger gamer maybe mm. <laughs> um then try the new one. Sometimes it can be a little hard to go back in time playing a mm-hmm. game from the 90s. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I try and it's just not. There's some it's things hard. that I liked and enjoyed back then that just doesn't translate to, to this day and age anymore. Yeah. And also to, you know, like you yourself, like you grew as a gamer and your like expectations have changed and it's like, that's understandable. We're like a little more spoiled than we were then. So it's hard to see it, how it was. You can't relive it. You just can't as much as you want to try. It's kind of nice to leave things where they and have it as a nostalgic distant memory. So that's how I took it. Well, that's cool, Heidi. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you at least finished it and enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, yeah, you had a good time. It seems like uh, not the best yeah. time, but a good time. Yeah, it was. It was uh, good enough. It was good enough. Yeah, good enough. I think I had so, more fun with Evil Six actually. So, oh, uh, which what? I think what? I had more fun with Resident Evil Six, which I also just beat finally. So I how, so how was that then? Because isn't that like enjoyed it? I do agree. I know that you said that it was like kind of weak, and I do agree that it probably is the worst of the series so far. But mm-hmm. I actually still enjoyed it. And from what I've read, and I actually didn't realize that there was more than one campaign, and that I was going to be able to play Chris Redfield as well as um, Sherry Barry, right? Sherry Birkin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, it's just something that I, I, when I beat it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's not over yet. I can, I can go back and like see another person's perspective. And it was nice to come across, um, to have two characters that have been through the series basically come, come across one another. So I was excited about that. And it's fun. The gameplay is, is different. It's not like the scary Resident Evil 2, um, Kind of, I think uh, from what I read, Leon's is the most traditional. While, of course, with Chris Redfield's, if you've played Resident Evil 5, it's a little more action packed and um, just a lot of things to shoot at constantly. Mm. It's not really a, the survival horror. It, and that's one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed with the Resident Evil series is that it's strayed so much from the survival horror genre. That it's really so it's, more of kind of a game. So, yeah, so is it more like aliens as opposed to alien? Like that type of yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're Chris Redfield. And I mean, it started in Resident Evil 5, at least to me. Well, Resident Evil 4 was very different in gameplay. But mm-hmm. 5 was like the ultimate action game where, yeah, that was very much like aliens, you know military group that comes in and just kicks alien ass in this case zombies but it's i th- it, i to see it go back to what it was actually that Man, I, I, would I, really... I think you're really gonna <clears throat> sorry go ahead no, no, no go ahead i said i think you're gonna really like resident evil 7 then okay. uh, resident evil biohazard because it is it's not like any of the others, but it's definitely more of a, like a survival horror. I really enjoyed that game. And you know me, I'm not like a, I don't usually like survival horror games. Uh, and actually I, uh, I was thinking about it a while ago that like my favorite survival horror game is not a resident evil or like alone in the dark. It's this one called eternal darkness, which I think you know about, but it's an old GameCube game that, uh, was like more Cthulhu based that uh, I really enjoyed and I'd like to see that come back but definitely like 
I do prefer, like, if it's going to be, like, a survival horror, it needs to be survival horror. And I just feel like, was it 4, 5, and 6? They definitely lean more towards, like, an action horror game. And it just kind of, like, took it away from me. This is why I fell off from the series. But uh, I'm glad. Uh, let me know. I, I, I do kind of wish I could play, like, Resident Evil Co-op because I would try these. I think I would. I think these would be fun to play, like two. Players. Yeah, and I know that you can do that in Resident Evil Six. Like, there's an online play, um, and even if you wanted to not have it online, you can actually play local. So that's a, that's mm. cool. And I was thinking, like, oh, actually, I would actually appreciate doing that. So, yeah, it's a little more co-op. I would. I think that's um, welcoming in this case. I. I just would like to see more survival horror, but other than that, I did enjoy it, and I I love Leon. He's one of my favorite characters, so playing his campaign was a lot of fun for me. And so it just starts off, and you pick like you can't choose any of the other two campaigns. Mm-hmm. You have to like, yeah beat this one in first. Yeah, you have to play his first, and then you unlock the others. Like then now I have the option to play Chris. Um, uh, Sherry and Ada. So, oh, so it like unlocks three of yeah. them after. Apparently, there's a secret one, but uh, I don't know. Uh, tofu. At it. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe this one tofu. will be a bowl of ramen or something. <laughs> tofu. What was the other one Hulk? Uh, yeah, but Hulk was like still a character. He was like yeah. uh, what the is Incredible it, a, Hulk? Uh, umbrella operative. No, no, some <laughs> some. <laughs> oh no, Hulk. Some. It was Hulk. Hulk. Oh, yeah, it's because right, right. I said Hulk, but it's Hulk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I had one more question for you, Heidi. I can't. It's just slipping my mind right now. Um, but yeah, just let me know. Uh, I'd like to. I just want Jill Valentine uh, to come back too. Oh, that, and I now I remember the question. Yeah. Uh, so how how long did it take you? Like that that campaign? Uh, under ten hours. So it's oh, pretty. Re- yeah, pretty short. And this was just me going through like. You know, I'm not trying to, because with Resident Evil 5, I actually played it a dozen times at least because I was trying to get faster and faster to, like, get the gold uh, medal for each uh, Mm -hmm. uh, mission or chapter. And so they Mm -hmm. have that again here, the badges that you can earn um, for time that it took for you to to beat it and stuff like that. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can get to that point, but no, I just went with taking my time. That's good. Yeah, when, anytime when it comes to like after I beat a game, like I don't care if there's time trials unless it's a game. Like I really love that. I, I I couldn't do that. Like I I couldn't go back to a game like like a ten hour game to try and shave off like two hours from it. It's just not something that appeals to me. But yeah, did you ever get did you ever get that gold then on uh, was it Resident Evil Five? Said? I got it in a lot of things. So like I, I my whole thing was trying to get achievements for that game. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I would do that now, but yeah, there was a time. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, so you, you, you think you're going to do the other yeah. campaigns? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm not going to go on to Resident Evil 7 until I really beat 6, and then I'm going to pick up Resident Evil 2, the remake. Which is funny because like Resident Evil 7 has like, it's almost like a soft reboot for the series. I'm excited. Go, go ahead. Congratulations on beating Leon's campaign. Thank you. I, I think I think I don't know. Jill's my favorite, and then it's gonna have She's to be the Leon best. too. Just... Jill's the best. I really I really want them to have her come back. I know that there's no plans to. I don't understand why. I think that there are a lot of people who love Jill Valentine, but she needs to come back and start in a Resident Evil game again. Resident Evil yeah, Three. I just, I it's like forever ago. I just, I don't understand why Chris became like the I, I don't either the main guy I don't, I don't either. him and Claire it's, I don't know. I don't, I I don't, don't get understand it. That. Christian that's Christian's favorite yeah. we'll ask him because I don't get it either <laughs> okay. all right well so let's let's move on from Resident Evil Six then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about an experience that I've been getting into so I like I said I got the Xbox Games Pass. And that was a dangerous thing because all of a sudden I've got about a hundred new games to try. And so I've been in this mood lately where 
I don't know if you guys have ever been it where you want to play a game, but you just cannot find the game you want to play. Like, so you're trying a whole bunch of different ones, but just nothing is feeling right. And that's kind of how it was for about like almost two weeks for me where I got this game's path and I probably played, tried about like probably about eight different games from it. Uh, one that I played quite a bit that I thought I was going to love that I've been wanting to play for years is a game called Sunset Overdrive, which is basically by the people that made, uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, from Insomniac Games. They did the new Spider-Man game. And it was originally like an Xbox exclusive. So I never got to play it. But it's basically like a... What if like post-apocalyptic universe was like super fun? So the whole story behind it is you're in this city that it starts off that a energy drink company is going to... Uh, release their new game, their new drink called Overdrive. And so they have a big rave and everybody starts drinking it and it turns all, something's in the, uh, Overdrive and it turns everybody into like these mutant zombie things. And it just, it kind of, you start getting all these like weird wacky weapons, like, like this thing that shoots out record players or like bowling balls and stuff like that. It's kind of like, up my alley where a lot of like different weapons from like Ratchet and Clank were like really weird and you got to level them up. But this game just kind of like fell flat for me. It was maybe it's from a different time that I like if I was like, you know, 20 or like, you know, in my teens, I would have really dug the humor in it. But it's just it's something is just falling a little flat for me, which is unfortunate. <clears throat> it's almost like a mix of, yeah, it's like shooting from like Ratchet and Clank and like grinding from like Jet Set Radio or like a Tony Hawk game because it's all movement based where you have to like jump across buildings in like an open world and stuff and you grind on any like rails or anything like that oh yeah sounds but uh yeah it just fell a little flat for me uh another game that i'll just quickly go over too is one i haven't played enough of but it's this game called recore which when i heard about recore i thought it was like this uh metroidvania type game where you basically play this person that lands on a is part of like a uh uh terraforming group uh, like she's like a maintenance worker that had come and everybody was in slumber and she wound up waking up before everybody else and uh you nobody's around and you have to find out what happened to all of them and you uh but you also have like a robot buddy like a robot dog that you bring with you <clears throat> and uh I thought, like I said, I thought it was like going to be like a 2D Metroidvania game, but it's actually like a 3D, you know, behind your shoulder uh, game where the combat's like a lot, a lot of shooting, and but a lot of like platforming, which I I've really been having a lot of fun with it because I think the platforming is really tight. And like I said, I love platforming games. It's not solely a platforming game. It's like I said, you're also in like an open world thing, and like what you'll do is you'll go somewhere and you will. It is. You'll get an ability that you can take somewhere else to like, like you get a double jump or you'll find another robot that can climb on walls that can help you get to different areas too. So it does have a little bit of that, but it definitely was, uh, it's been a pleasant surprise for me, but I've only, I've only probably played about three or four hours into it. I haven't played a lot of it, uh, because after that, like the Steam sale started like about four days ago. And when that happened, a game I've been looking forward to for a long time, which is, uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker went on sale and I'm gonna have like Andre start off with the discussion on that one because he also got it too and uh, what are your initial thoughts of that one Andre? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a good game. I've only played I think about maybe five hours right now uh, mm-hmm. and I I was playing Pillars of, Pillars of Eternity 2 um, mm-hmm. and I, I beat that the day before yesterday Um and I kind of, like you said, I spent a day kind of trying to figure out a game to play and not really feeling for anything. And then something clicked yesterday. I was like, Ryan, you, you, you were not were talking about it. I decided to try it. And I, uh, I'm uh, pretty happy I did. Um, it's a little slower than, you know, if you're thinking about games like Baldur's Gate or um, uh, Pillars of Eternity, uh, what is the other series that, that's really popular to that? Uh, like Neverwinter Nights? Oh, or, yeah, uh, Neverwinter Nights is what I thought of. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little slower than those. It's a little more methodical. Uh, they really wanted to take the books, like the Pathfinder books, and like put them in the games by like the letter, uh, which 
uh, I think Robert and I agree on this point. It doesn't always translate really well to a computer game uh, so far. Uh, but it's really obvious that they put a ton of work in the detail. Uh, it's very polished. I feel like, to a certain extent, I do feel like the 3D models leave a little bit to, to be desired, but they more, they more to make up for it with the rich environments and uh, the, the writing so far. Um, it was a little bit of an adaptation for me to play that game because Pillars of Eternity has that more like super realistic sort of um, imagery. Uh, and uh, this game is a little bit more on the cartoonish side of things, but actually has a lot. I think the characters are a lot better developed. The the dialogues are a lot more interesting between the characters and what they say. I already like every character in my party more than I like the characters in the Pillar of Eternity game uh, games. So having fun I'm playing Rogue, I'm on level three, but uh, it's quite the achievement to get there because the beginning of this game is a bitch. It's really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, <coughs> sorry, and yeah, because that's one thing like me and Andre or Andre had mentioned too. Like th- one of the reasons why I realized while I was playing this game, and this is similar to like Baldur's Gate, which is why it's hard for me to go back, especially to the first Baldur's Gate, is D and D. Like the first like three, four, five levels are like they're very boring. Like you don't have a lot of like abilities to do anything, and it's it's difficult to fight. Like that's why you do a lot more role playing in those typical games but obviously in these games you have to fight a lot more so putting yourself in combat you see how in those earlier levels that combat's very weak it's just basically everybody is swinging their swords at each other you know like little kids playing with like sticks where they're trying to like hit each other and maybe somebody eventually hits somebody and and that's about it like but it's nothing like super exciting you don't have a lot of options or anything like that it's just kind of like clanking and, and running into each other but uh but now that I, like i'm playing it too I'm, I'm a little farther ahead of andre uh and i'm like level five i'm playing a druid and i'm finally starting to get those options like i'm getting spells that i can use more often and uh i have a lot more variety and it's a lot it's a lot more enjoyable as most like D computer games t- tend to be like just the more powerful you are the more options you have yeah but uh but I'm like I said I'm 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 pretty much into this game. I've I want to play more of it. Like if we weren't recording right now, I'd be I'd be playing the game to to get more into it. I'm definitely going to be talking more about it probably next week uh and maybe a couple weeks from now too. Mm. Um but if you I tell you what, if you do like Baldur's Gate uh and you you know those types of old school uh computer RPGs like original Fallout and stuff, this is one to like check out for sure if you like them uh so i but overall between that and like pillars of eternity because you just said you beat that like you were a big fan of the first one andre uh what about this one you said you uh did you like overall and if you kind of want to like quickly it was kind of a roller coaster ride to be honest because um when i started playing like first of all so this game is uh, it takes place on this uh archipelago violence called the dead fire archipelago and it came out last year, and basically, it's like a heavy, you know, ocean boat pirate theme, which for me was a huge turnoff. I mean, I don't have anything against it, but in the like hierarchy of like themes that I enjoy in fantasy, that's probably like not on the top. Like, there's probably like I don't know, robotic dinosaurs, and I mean, I don't know, it's not on the top ten, you know, pirates. Um, so I put off playing for a long time, and then I, you know, was a cheap-ass gamer that I am. Came out on sale for ten dollars at Walmart. Which, you know, thank you, Robert, for that uh, that um, that little piece of information there. So I bought the game, uh, and the reason why this world's a roller coaster ride is because, first of all, I felt guilty for not buying the game at full price because it is so wow. good. Like it's such a good game, um, and. As, as, as different as the setting is uh, compared to the first game, uh, it's still the same game. Like, there's a lot of, there's certain things, like, there's, like, this ancient culture in the game that kind of exists in this islands, islands too, and some of the characters are back from your main party, and, I mean, it just instantly felt like the same game, you know, like, I was in that world, which was, was good. Uh, and then you can kind of ignore the pirate boat stuff, more or less. If you want to get into it, you can. Like, I wasn't really... You know, as you can imagine, I wasn't really too sold on that, so I, I didn't. But um, mm. the writing, the questing is 
it was good. Um, really good. And then again, the, the roller coaster ride, um, I played 60 hours, 59 hours, right? And I was telling Robert um, before that um, I decided to start over because I didn't like my character. And then I played another, like, I think 14 hours on another character and, like, made, like, a handful of other characters I played an hour. And at the end, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go back to my main guy and just plow through the game and finish. And uh, I realized that I was actually, like, no kidding, like 10 minutes away from finishing the game. Wow. For my main character. <laughs> oh, my God. And, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, the thing, though, is uh, I don't want to spoil anything for any, anybody that wants to play the game, but there's a lot of factions in this game. That's one low point. Like, there's, there's a lot of factions. And some of the factions, like, there is a race, right? And that race is a faction. Like, let's, it's not the right name. I'm just using. As an example, there's like the elves. The elves is a faction. But then they have like castes, right? So there's like the lower, you know, to-do elves. And they have a name, you know. And then like there's the middle class and they have a name. And then there's the nobility and they have a name. Mm. But there's like six six different like cultures and, and it's really confusing. Yeah. Um, a little bit too much lore. Yeah, there, like. and the first game had them, but it wasn't a big of a. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like they, it was like a rich background thing. Oh, cool. Like you're from Ralatai or you're from whatever, you know. Um, so it's a little much. But it, uh, one thing that Pathfinder Kingmaker also does is during the dialogue, certain words will be like highlighted, and then you can like mouse over that word, and it'll give you a little like box of text explaining what that is. Uh, there's a lot of that in this game. A lot of those words that is, they're trying to clue you in. But anyways, so when I went back to my main character, I realized that I was forced to like pick a side. I had to like like it, it's even it's even hinted at at some point. Somebody tells you that like, hey, you know, it'd be really good if you united everybody against this thing and like save the world, or whatever. So I was like, <laughs> immediately I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm going to bring. Everybody together. We're all going to be super <laughs> friends. We're going to hold hands, and then we're going to beat the last, the, the bad guy. <laughs> and you come to a point where the game forces you to pick somebody, and there's no good, like, there's no good. Op- there's not even one where like one of them is like, okay, this, they're a little more noble, or they're really trying to do the right thing, or it makes sense. No, like they're just nasty. It's like, it's like a, like a, like a kind of a. Like, like no, 4. it's like a red wedding thing, like like oh, that wow. betrayal, like Whoa. it's like a nasty thing, you know, like all of them. I just you just feel like shitty, you know. Uh, and for and because that for me that was such a like a lad down for me. It like spy like I literally played like the next like ten minutes, and I was having a hard time with a guy, and I was like, you know what? What's the point? Like I. I changed the difficulty to like the story mode, like from, from the, cause there's like story mode. Then there's like normal, hard and challenging. Whatever. I was like on the second highest difficulty and I just changed to like story mode and I beat the, the last guy and I just saw the ending. Uh, and the ending itself was a letdown. Like and that's a pretty popular opinion. Um, they kind of, it was like a text based ending and a lot of people were very happy with it. Uh, and I was, you know, on top of my dissatisfaction with how the story had funneled, um, it the ending wasn't strong, and you know, I just I really left with a bad taste in my mouth. But it's like Heidi said about Secret of Mana, like it's the gameplay, um, the questing, the side quests, more to make up for it. It's still a great game. I still recommend anybody, anybody to play it. I mean, a lot of people did enjoy the ending; they had no problem how it how it turned out, and. Uh, it's funny because, like, the lore, like you said, Robert, like, it, there's, like, characters from some, certain regions that they say certain things. And this happens to me in books, too. Uh, and I'll find myself saying those things during the day, like, a, like an exclamation, like, medla, which in their language means, like, <laughs> damn, you know? And, like, I just, yeah. you know, little things like that seep into you. Um, and I just, you know, it, it kind of speaks to the quality of the setting and the quality of the, the world that they developed. Um and I'm hoping that the third game, if it, if it, if it does exist, uh, kind of uh, goes back a little more to the traditional, you know, troops of, of fantasy, which honestly, yeah, you can say Lord of the Rings and, you know, the whole D&D thing has been done and, and used up. But 
I mean, I'd be fine if we have another few hundred years of using, <laughs> yeah. you know, those themes. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would enjoy it. Uh, you know, I would recommend it uh, for anybody who wants to play it. And Kingmaker, in in many ways, I think it's a better game. Uh, but uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity Two definitely had Dead Fire. Definitely had uh, has a lot of its own uh, merits. And uh, overall, I think it's a it's definitely a game. I, I'm okay now having bought it for ten bucks. <laughs> I don't really particularly feel compelled to having to give them any more money. I hope there's a third one. Oh, that's a great deal from yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. It's bang for your buck right there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you put, you put like 60 hours into that's it. That's a huge actually, deal. What, over, like almost 100. Yeah, almost 100 hours. But, yeah, because you went. But, I don't know how anybody does that, by the way. That's hard for me, Tim. Did you. Uh, so, so I've got two questions then, real quick. One. Did you really have to like play the first one? Like, does a lot of stuff carry over from the first one, or is this kind of like a standalone story? Because I know, like, say, like somebody like me or Heidi, like we typically like to if there's like two or three, (laughs) or even in this case six (laughs) games of the series that you want to play, you start off with the first one. But do you need to really do that? Like, no. So you don't have to have played the first one, and in fact, that's kind of a gripe that I have. Because I was super excited to like actually install the first game to download like the save game from Steam that I know they save so that I could start a second game based off of my like save game from the first game. And like there was literally like three times when anything related to my first game like came up and it was like two seconds. Uh, So for me, that was actually like a letdown that it's such an independent title. I mean, it does. You were the same guy. Um, but that's kind of where it ends. It's like two or three characters from the first game, uh, but you run into like NPCs and they're like, "Hey, aren't you the guy from that one time?" And you're like, "Yeah," and you're like high five and like keep going, and that's it. <laughs> like just the, the finger guns yeah, as, exactly. as you walk down the street. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, you can definitely just buy that fire and um. I know you were caught up on the first one not having that like romance option, and yeah. I did romance uh, a lady, a fine lady, <laughs> on the uh, on the second one, uh, and I, I thought it was all right. Uh, wasn't was no Witcher uh, romance, but um, oh, and by the way, do you guys see the? What do you guys think of Harry and Cavill new uh, screenshots that came out for the Witcher? Have you guys seen that? Love it. They don't yes. look bad. I I don't think they look bad at yeah, all. Yeah, I yes. thought it looked good. I, Obviously, people were bitching about uh, oh the female character. They're saying that she's too young, whatever. Oh, God. Just oh for what, Siri, Siri or Yennefer? Yeah, Siri. Oh. And I the fact her. that... I mean, he, Henry Cavill does so not look like... I love him. Does not look like the Geralt from the game. Well, that's not like, even the he, point, he though. Like, I love the, him. the point no, is, nobody looks like him. Except him. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to have to come up with the... They're going to have to make peace of the fact that he's not a real person. <laughs> you know, I love Henry Cavill. How how dare you, Andre? <laughs> he's a very sexy man. Yes, he is. He's a hot dude. Yes, but uh, yeah, no, I I I like uh, I want to see this Witcher series. Like, the Netflix seems to do really good good with uh, a lot of their even their like video game adaptations. Because I hear Castlevania is like really good. It I, is. I still got to see that. One. You haven't seen it. No, not yet. But, uh, so, oh, the other question I had, would you prefer, like, I know you said you don't have to play Pillars of Eternity 1, but would you honestly prefer, like, between the two, which one do you think you would recommend to somebody, the first or the second one? Uh, that's, you know, it's tough because they're different enough. Like, if you, if you're really looking for, like, the more classic, um, isometric rpg experience i would say the first one um probably because a little more it's just a little more what's the word i don't know if it's classical is the word but for me it was a little less like the second one kind of took a little bit of uh turning my face to kind of you know like i'm not gonna get caught up on certain things and just keep going would you say it's like 
the first one is more of like a homage to like the original ones, and then the second one kind of like tries to move it forward. You know, I I would say it exactly like that. In fact, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, but they're both great games. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, if you're if you're in for a, a an RPG like this, I would I would see no reason why you shouldn't play the first one. Um, and I definitely enjoyed the ending of the first one. I think it was a lot more satisfactory, uh, kind of clear cut. Well, there are some twists. There there are options and twists, but it's it's like hey, you know. This is a bad guy that you've been chasing the entire game, and then you get to go and confront him. And, like, there's a satisfactory resolution to your confrontation. That's all I'm going to say. And the, the second one, it's kind of that, that's not really. I mean, it's an option depending what your expectations are, but it's not like that satisfactory, you know, closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, overall, uh, like I said, Pillars of Eternity, you know, if you like those sorts of games, cool. Uh, and I, we're going to talk more about Kingmaker later. But uh, I think that's just about it for us. But before we leave, I had a question for you guys. So, obviously, tomorrow is July 4th. Yeah. Which, uh, which also means it's, like, season three of Stranger Things. Do you guys have any plans on watching yeah, that, like, this week at all? Yes. Like, are you gonna, Tomorrow night. Are you, are you guys bingers? Because... I am going to. I know I'm probably going to yes. watch the whole thing within the next week, and I want to make sure we can all talk yep. about it because yeah. this weekend one for of those sure. Games, like between oh my god, this is like those, our, uh, this is my childhood practically. Yeah. Of course, like, yeah, I, I definitely I tried to watch a few episodes of like the earlier seasons just to oh. kind of like you know reconnect with these characters, but I'm just. I you know I, I I can't wait to talk about this like show and I know me and Christian have talked about doing a uh, like a either a segment or a spoiler cast for Barry when he gets back that we're definitely gonna do. Uh, I need to get into but, that so, too. You yeah. do, Heidi, because I, 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 I think I think it'd be interesting if you could join us in that conversation, Andre too. If you guys anybody has HBO, but either way, like. Stranger Things, expect us to start talking about it next week. Then, because I, I I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's I think that's gonna close it out for uh, this week. Uh, everybody, I hope you all have like a uh, very happy and uh, great July Fourth. Don't blow up, you know, any appendages or anything like that using fireworks. But uh, any anything else you guys want to say before we head out? Nope. Happy Fourth. Nope. America. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Side Scrolls. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, and share to all your friends and family. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us at our email, sidescrolls at gmail.com, or tweet us at Side Scrolls Pod. We're excited and looking forward to evolving and growing our humble podcast together with you guys. Thanks and have a great day.